0: Welcome to Business Influencers with Tell Radio. If you're just new to our show, welcome. Our show has now been going strong now for the last four months and we welcome all new listeners here to the Tell Radio station. And again, Business Influencers here, we're here dedicated to bring in experts sharing their words of wisdoms and their insights and helping you to scale your business and personal success to the next level. Today's show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Alumni Direct is a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing together alumni from across the world, not only to rekindle old relationships, but to bring together people that have never met before. This is a great opportunity again to meet new people, perhaps land your next job opportunity or next business venture and check them out at alumnidirect.com. It takes all this uh, noise out of social media with no notifications. It allows you to come in and develop authentic gender relationships with others and offers a wide variety of different affinity programs that will help you personally and in your business. Check them out at alumnidirect.com. Today, we're going to be talking about strengthening customer relationships. For those that are, have businesses, that work in businesses, that are looking to really develop and, and uh, develop their brand strategy, you're in the right place. We're here with Kevin Pullmutter, and uh, Kevin is the Chief Strategist and Founder of Limbic Brand Evolution, a brand strategy and neuromarketing consultancy. He loves to work with CMOs, brands, and business leaders who have set out to make people's lives better. Kevin helps them to create stronger connections with their brand and the people who they want to reach by developing foundational brand strategy rooted in emotional insight. He created the Limbic Sparks approach to brand strategy and turns emotional insight into a competitive advantage. And without further ado, we welcome Kevin Perlmetter to the show. Kevin, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, Kevin, thank you so much. And, you know, we are going, you know, in these work, these difficult times that we have been experienced now for the last year and a half, it has definitely changed a lot of ways in, in terms of how Uh, Businesses develop relationships with their customers. And also, in this case, how brands really have to show up in a different way. Can you talk about a little bit why it's so important, especially in today's world, how we have to go about strengthening our customer relationships? Why that's so important?
1: Yeah, most definitely. I, I think what's really important for people to think about is the fact that people are moving through life and by and large, they don't care about brands they don't care about businesses they're looking to solve challenges to be more successful to be happier and as brand and business leaders we need to recognize that we probably need to earn a place in people's lives
0: wow so in terms like when you talk about that when you talk about earning what are some of the ways that right now you like you, we you know it's not about what makes you unique what makes you stand out what's great about our product Talk about what's really important to the audience that a brand serves.
1: Well, the first thing brands should be thinking about are what are the needs, wants, and desires that people have? As people are uh, going about their lives trying to be more successful, happier, solve challenges, what are the things that you as an organization can and should be able to do for them? And how can they feel that you... uh, that you're going to do it in a way that is going to be most successful for them. So for instance, I like to think about helping a brand focus. When a brand is focusing, they're they're articulating what it is that they're doing in the world to make people's lives better and doing it in a compelling way that draws people in. When people are um, experiencing that brand, there's an opportunity for them to truly understand why why that brand is important and what makes that brand something that they should care about
0: so what would you say like like when when you're talking about you know this connection with uh with brands what are some of the ways that you see brands that have the ability to really you know connect at a deeper level you you know that emotional side when it comes to connecting with their audience
1: well, the emotional side of things is so important. And what many brand and business leaders don't realize is that our brain instinctively gravitates towards the things that are important to us and the things that spark our attention and our emotions. My my business is called Limbic Brand Evolution. And the limbic part of that name relates to the limbic part of our brain, which controls emotion, motivation, behavior, and memory at the subconscious level. So it's very, it's very uh, well thought out that my whole approach is revolved around this emotional insights perspective, but it's not just something I have an opinion about. There's actually a lot of data out there. There's been a lot of studies that have been done. Uh, a recent Zendesk study reported that 50% of people will switch away from a brand after one bad experience, but 80% will switch after two bad experiences. And a couple of years ago, there was a Harvard Business uh, Study Review, a Harvard Business Review study published that talked about the difference between customers who are emotionally connected and those that are highly satisfied And brands used to, uh, you've probably done a lot of satisfaction studies with brands and brands get all excited when their satisfaction levels are quote high, but honestly, that's not enough. It probably just means that they didn't mess things up too badly and people are kind of happy with it, that it went well. But this study reports that when people are emotionally connected, then there's a 5th they're 52% more valuable to that business because when someone is emotionally connected to an experience and a business, they wanna have that over and over again. So they're gonna buy more, they're gonna tell people about it, they're gonna be more forgiving of an occasional bad experience. Deloitte reported also very recently that the ability for brands and businesses to recognize and use emotional data at scale is one of the biggest and most important opportunities for a company. It is just so powerful. And honestly, it's the enlightened business and brand leaders these days that are, that are tapping into this power. Um, and many are still doing things in ways that um, don't take advantage of this, of these new data studies and insights.
0: Well, Kevin, you, you, you mentioned some really important things here about that emotional, when you connect at the emotional level, that's at a deeper state. You know, it's something, it's more than just what the product is and what it does, what it can do. It's that experience and creating that experience Talk a little bit more about that experience. Like, you know, like how Apple did back in the day when you had the iPod and then it evolved into the iPhone. And then it just really changed the way people experience things and how they conduct their lives and conduct their business.
1: Yeah, there's a few pieces to that. Uh, Brands need to recognize they're not operating um, in a vacuum. They're operating in the context of people's lifestyles. And brands that just shout from the rooftops what their product benefits are, are not gonna be as compelling and as desirable as those that demonstrate how they can actually make people's lives better. That that talk about the emotional benefits and the things that people care about. So Apple is an incredible example, as, as we all know, of a brand that not only had an incredible product, but demonstrated through messaging and advertising and demonstrations how this product can actually integrate things in your life and make your life easier and more enjoyable and bring out your personal creativity and and, and help you express yourself in certain ways. I mean, sure, they had uh, incredible products, perhaps I I truly believe superior products than other things that were out there, but they didn't go around talking about all the products, features, and benefits. They demonstrated how that product fits in people's lives. So when I'm working with my clients, there's one very most important question that I focus them on and help them answer and activate against, which is why should people care about your brand with an emphasis on care? because most people are indifferent so it's a brand's responsibility to not only have amazing products and services and have great customer experience they need to communicate about that that about all of that in a way that draws people in so they need to go from talking about themselves to actually demonstrating what it means for people i refer to that as going from about us to for you they need to go from functional benefits to emotional benefits And from talking about what they do to why people should care.
0: Can you share some more insight on that connection of why people should care at that emotional level? Like, what does that process look like? You know, from, you know, from the message to the the experience, the communication and all that.
1: Yeah, certainly. So I help my clients do three things. I help them focus. I help them connect. And I help them evolve. The focus part of it is really getting to the heart of what a brand is in the world to do to make people's lives better. What is it that they're doing? What are their motivations? What are their values? And and how can that be expressed in a way that will draw people in and make them more desirable? Part of answering that question has to do with the connect work. And connect is about understanding the people that they want to reach better. What are their needs, wants, desires, and unmet needs? And by the way, that changes over time. Sometimes it changes very slowly. And as we saw over the last two years, for some businesses, their customers can change very quickly. And the things that they need, want, and desire can suddenly evolve. And if a brand isn't on top of that understanding, then they might be putting themselves out there in a way that's less relevant and less compelling or desirable or needed at that moment. So I help them articulate the focus area and the connect area. What are they all about? What are their their, uh, audiences all about? And when we bring those two together, my goal and my approach is to create what I call limbic sparks. And limbic sparks happen when emotional motivation meets a brand desire. So when people are compelled to understand what a brand is all about and drawn into them because it meets what their needs are. So I I help them articulate that in strategy, and then I help them evolve. I help them evolve their communication so they're communicating in more desirable and relevant ways. I help them evolve their customer experiences so that when they're experienced by people, they not only meet but exceed expectations. I help them think about their product service offering. Are their product service offering is their product service offering designed for the needs that people have? And are they expressing it the right way? And are they organizing it in a way where people can easily navigate um, that offering and, and find the things that they're looking for?
0: You, you mentioned a word compelling, which is something that resonates with me. I, I love that word. And it's because it, it's something, again, what, you know, it's not about what makes uh, my brand unique and what stands out. What's what's compelling to them? What's important to them? Again, why? What you had mentioned before? Why should they care? And talk about that word compelling, and the importance for you know when it comes to brands in terms of how that makes somebody feel. Yeah, why they should it. care.
1: But that's actually it. You, you actually stumbled on it, which was what, how it makes people feel, right? How a brand makes people feel is super important. I mean, another incredible statistic um, is, is that uh, emotion, how people feel about your brand, is in fact the largest driver of brand loyalty. So the idea of being compelling, and I've used that word a few times already, is very deliberate. I mean, compelling by definition means drawing people in. And a brand's job is not to stand on a rooftop and shout about what they're doing in the world and what their benefits are. What a brand is should be doing is creating an experience that draws people in, that has people wanting for more on a regular basis. That has to do with the way they communicate the experiences that they design, the service that they offer, the experience that people get, and, and people's desire to come back to that again and again.
0: Wow. When, when if you can talk about, you know, just kind of create a, you know, you, the, you, you talk about here, you know, this, this brand evolution and, and, you know, and, and Olympic sparks. I, w- I would like to find out some more about how that plays into creating this experience and this engagement because you know this is like a dance, like something you do over time. It's not something you do once in a while. You could explain that process for the people that are listening that are in various stages uh, in their organization when it comes to brand.
1: Yeah, it certainly as brand is definitely um, I mean your, your business, your brand is, is a long term play. And what you're doing today might not be what you need to be doing tomorrow. It's not saying that you always have to be in this brand evolution mode. You should certainly always be in the insights collection mode. You should be in the mode of understanding your customers and, and applying that to the way you're putting yourself out there as a business or a brand. And you know, it, there's always, I believe, a need to fine tune things as you go. Maybe you could not look at it for a couple of months, but then come back to it. Um, but the, the, the idea is that, you know, when the world changes and it usually changes pretty slowly but more recently changed very quickly you have to be on top of it and you have to be sure that you're collecting the insights about your consumers and and, and adapting accordingly uh, yesterday's consumer insights are no longer enough right now um, our lifestyles have changed our priorities have changed our preferences have evolved and typically. That's a slow moving process and sometimes it happens very quickly. So the things that I like to do, there are a couple of questions I like to keep handy that are always good reference points for uh, a brand leader to have. And sometimes they can use these questions to fine tune and sometimes they need to do a a more of a deeper dive and a broader evolution, but they're, they're all rooted in behavioral science. The first question is, what's your brand's motivation and purpose? How do you stay true to that motivation and purpose over time? The second question is, what are the underlying goals that truly motivate your audience? What do they need, want, and desire? What are they going after? And and the next thing that you should ask yourself is, what does your audience need to know, but more importantly, feel to be more connected to your business? And how can you help them feel that way? And the, the last question in the stack is, what should your brand then say or do to increase engagement, desire, and loyalty? If you understand what you're all about and you understand what motivates your audience and you adapt accordingly, you're going to be more successful at attracting and reaching your customers.
0: Mm, I love that. If you can provide an example, even if it's brief about this adaptability, how, you know, especially with COVID and how we, it, it changed almost like that, and we had to adapt. Uh, and some organizations had to adapt so quickly even before the data was even available to give them that even additional insight.
1: Yeah, for some so that, many businesses, yeah. it, was, it was about survival. Um, and, and adaptation was key for those for those who did it well. And, and what I focus on are the ones that really did a good job of trying to stay connected with their customers, even when the world changed. So you think about a business like Chipotle, uh, Chipotle is a restaurant and they have a dining room and most of their business historically happens in store for people who come in, order food and sit down and eat or sometimes take it out. And during the pandemic, they made some very swift moves to accelerate digital marketing plans that they had already had in place, but were, were moving at a slower Rate. Um, one of the things they did was they, they fired up their mobile app and got that that thing really up and running so that people can order food um, for pickup or delivery when when their stores were open and they were able to serve food out of their kitchens. The other thing that they did was to keep people connected to Chipotle for people who ordered food from them they actually had these digital lunch parties. I forget exactly what they called them, but they invited celebrities to be part of a Zoom call. And then a couple of hundred people would also join. And and they were kind of chatting with celebrities during these calls for a couple of weeks. But really what they were doing was they were benefiting from Chipotle, bringing people together. Um, eating Chipotle food together, and, and they were creating this emotional connection to the experience of having this food and, and the joy that they got out of these sessions during a pretty dark time uh, back in March and April and May of 2020. Um, another thing that they did was they, they created a uh, very warm feelings about their brand by giving the opportunity to their customers to help first responders. What they I think it was called Burritos for Heroes. Uh, and, and every for every purchase up to a certain number, they gave away uh, free burritos to first responders in your neighborhood. So that was an example of one brand that really went out of their way to change and evolve things based on the environment. I'll give you one more example that I really like. Um Airbnb uh, had some significant challenges when the pandemic began as well because people weren't traveling. and when 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 it started to open up a few months later for a little while, and in some regions of the world, people were able to travel, there was a lot of hesitancy based on two factors. One of the factors were people knew that everything was was tenable. Like, there was a chance that you could book a vacation and it would be canceled by the government in on a moment's notice. So one of the things that they did for a short period of time, they had a no questions asked cancellation return your fee policy that gave people some comfort. That, you know, it gave them the feeling that I could book this. And if things go bad, I'm not going to lose my shirt. The other thing that people were worried about was the cleanliness from a health perspective of the environments where they may be visiting. So what they did was they published a, um, a, a, health, a health and wellness checklist that, that they said every renter needed to abide by to reach certain cleanliness standards so that when people showed up, they didn't feel like they were walking into an environment that was gonna be loaded with, um, with things that could harm their health. So, these are two things that that brand did, again, to make people feel like they could trust this brand when they needed it and, and alleviate concerns that people had uh, at that time.
0: That's great. I think those are two great, great ways to really illustrate. What would be, like I said, I mean, we, we, you did talk about this earlier, but if, you know, if what would be, again, you, to reinforce the importance of this, the first step if somebody here right now is reevaluating, they're kind of stuck right now and how to really connect and strengthen those relationships with their customers, what would be that first step again, that you could cover that they should take regardless of what size organization they're with to really connect at a deeper level with their, their audience, their customers?
1: I think it comes back to where we started and that key question that I like to focus on, which is why should people care about your brand? And take a really hard look at that question. And I know it's tough to take, you know, to, you know, you, you want people to care about your brand. But the thing is, in order for them to care about it, you need to identify what it is they need, what and desire that you can do most well for them, and then express your brand through products and services and experiences and communications in a, in a way where they're going to see the light where they're going to know that you're the brand that they should connect with. And then when they receive your, when, when they're part of that experience, if you deliver it well, they're going to keep coming back for more. So that first step is understanding your audience and articulating why they should care.
0: Wow. Okay. That's fabulous. So, so important. What would be some other things that you would recommend, you know, that people are listening here and some other things that maybe perhaps we haven't covered, you haven't covered here what would be some of the things you would recommend that would be part of this process to really, really, I you know, really align your brand in a way that's going to be compelling and consistent with your audience?
1: The most important thing a brand should do is know who they are. Um, they they really need to know what it is they're in the world doing to make people's lives better. They should be committed to certain values in terms of the experience that they want to create for people. People are more likely to want to be in your orbit if they feel they're being treated like people, like, like they, they want to be treated a certain way. And if a brand is, is operating sort of from a distance or a third person perspective and just putting stuff out there, it's not going to be as emotionally compelling or desirable than if you treat people the way you would want to be treated. So committing to values committing to behaviors committing to personalizing things in a certain way Th- these are all very important steps you can take when you're writing on your website you know to the extent possible write as if you're t- talking to someone not as if you're some big corporation communicating proclamations and third you know distant benefits Um, you know, really focus on the emotional, the emotional needs that people have. So, so here's an example. Let me, um, this, this just reminds me of an example that I think will make this more tangible. I was working with a, um, an organization that provides uh, digital, digital marketing uh, services and technology. And, you know, they're, they're an organization that has uh, user experience designers and strategists and engineers who write code. And, you know, the tendency in a business like that is to promote yourself by your capabilities. We have engineers who are really amazing at writing code, and we have designers who are really amazing at creating wonderful user experiences. Well, the fact is, is that their customers kind of get that. If they're talking to a business like that, they're going to assume that they have those people on staff. Um, and, and there's probably a good chance that they're they're pretty good at it, especially if they've seen examples of their work. But what I help this client do is articulate what they do in categories that are more related to what their clients and potential clients actually care about. So these are people and organizations who are responsible for digital experiences that are meant to um, increase engagement and drive transactions. Um, they're living in a world of technology that's ever evolving. And there are so many choices that keeping up with technology and knowing which exact solutions are best for your business are going to be really important for them to know about. And honestly, their department is sometimes seen as an expense, but it should be a revenue generator. And when things go really wild and they need to ramp up new capabilities like curbside pickup, because that's how everybody's getting food from the restaurant right now. Those types of capabilities, it's really important that people understand that your business can help theirs accelerate the addition of that capability. So what we were able to do with this particular client is move them away from talking about what they do and helping them articulate why people should care, we can help you speed transactions. We get make transactions happen more often. We can help you keep up with the landscape. We can help you turn your uh, turn your um, accelerate progress and, and and generate more revenue for the amount of money you're spending to build these capabilities. So that that's a very uh, important approach, which is um, going going from about us to for you. Wow,
0: I love that for us for you, and that's what it's about. Getting back to tiny what you had talked about being compelling before. And that's so, so true. This was uh, some great, great insight that you're sharing here. Well, Kevin, I would like to you know leave these next couple of minutes to let people know what you're up to and how people can get in touch with you and anything that you'd like to share with the uh, the listeners here.
1: Uh, thank you so much for that. And for having me on on the show, it's really been a great discussion. Um, I um, I am Kevin Perlmutter, Uh P-E-R-L-M-U-T-T-E-R. And you could find me on LinkedIn. I also have a website, a company website, which is limbicbrandevolution.com. And at limbicbrandevolution.com, you'll find uh, a lot more detail on um, the Limbic Sparks approach to brand strategy, Um, As well as I have an emotional intelligence blog where there are articles where I I, I write a lot about why and how businesses can do this kind of work um, in great detail, other podcasts that I've been on. And I also have my own podcast, uh, Let's Talk Limbic Sparks, where I interview leaders at other businesses, leaders for corporations that are on the hook to create sales and are um, proponents of this kind of approach using emotional insights to gain a competitive advantage and drive business growth for the brands that they serve. So I I have those interviews as well if people want to listen to them. But uh, if anybody wants to meet with me on the Limbic Brand Evolution website, there's a meet with Kevin link and you can always schedule some time.
0: Well, Kevin, we want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to be share with us, especially around the holiday season. We want to thank you again, and we'd love to have you back. You offered so much valuable insight, and we want to thank you again here from Tell Radio and Business Influencers.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much. And listeners, we thank you each and every week as the show continues to evolve and grow. We are committed to bringing in people and experts like Kevin to share their words of wisdom and personal insights and in helping to move your businesses forward and scale your personal success to the next level. We want to wish everyone a happy holiday season. And uh, we'll be back next week at the same time to share valuable insights uh, and how you can move yourself forward in 2022. Till then, have a great day and have a wonderful holiday season.